0: introducing the new starbucks pistachio cream cold brew silky pistachio cream cold foam tops our bold smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor make today a good day order ahead on the starbucks app
1: hello this is roger daltrey of the who and you're listening to the real me podcast (laughs) Presented by Teen Cancer America and produced by Pantheon Podcasts. Teen Cancer America has made an enormous impact on the lives of young people with cancer. We recognize that this age group are too old to be treated as children, but too young to be treated as older adults, making the in between years difficult at the best of times. For 31 years, Pete Townsend and I have supported the Teenage Cancer Trust in the UK. Seeing the benefits that our specialist zones and programmes delivered for young people in hospitals made us determined to bring this idea across the pond to form Teen Cancer America. What you are about to hear are the authentic stories on how music can help teens and young adults process their experience as they fight this deadly disease. We support them by giving them the opportunity to work with professional musicians to develop an original song from concept to fully produced recording. Join us as we hear their personal stories and reveal their real selves through the power of music. This is The Real Me. Can see? Can see the real me? The real me, the
2: real me. Hello and welcome. This is The Real Me podcast from Teen Cancer America in partnership with Pantheon Podcasts. I am your host, Erin Alden. Just a little bit about me. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer in the recording industry, a TV and film veteran, and I'm lucky enough I get to say every week that I am your podcast host. Each episode, we shine a light on TC's remarkable playback program, giving adolescents and young adults or AYA cancer survivors the opportunity to rock. Today, we will be joined as always with our musical director, Kenley Mattis, And our guest is Play It Back artist, Christina Best. Christina is a teacher, literally and figuratively. She's also a cancer survivor and speaks about answering her own questions about following one's dreams. You will get to hear her song, Feels Like, which is the perfect song for anyone remembering what it was like to be at home with the ones you love. So let's get into it now. First up, Kenley Mattis. Hi, Kenley. Hey, Aaron. This is always my I, I get really excited when we start the show off like this because you get to tell me about all the cool stuff that's happening. So what's um, what's happening this week?
3: There's so much cool stuff. You know, I, I think that in you know, we're recording this still in, in the COVID times, you know, whenever you're hearing this. And so um one of the positive things for COVID for the Play It Back Songs program has been that we've been able to reach out across the country to different young AYA's, adolescent young, uh, sorry, AYA's, which is um, adolescent and young adult cancer patients, and make music with them and write and record. And um, so we're multi-state now. So right now we just got some new uh, referrals, and we have someone, a young man in uh, San Jose, who is now a new playback artist, a really nice guy, and, um, and then somebody else in Kentucky, who is also a musician and, and into uh, you know a song budding songwriter as well. So we're more adding more people to the mix. Wow! And just, just to just to say, we're in, I think, eleven states now.
2: That's a, that's a lot of people and a lot of work Oh yeah, and a lot of really great music. I certainly don't know how you always juggle all of this, but you do such an incredible job and you're still smiling as I can see, you guys can't see him, but I can see him and he's still smiling. So that's yeah. always a, that's always a plus.
3: I get to do music, you know, I get to do music. And I think that the, the, the journey, I, this podcast isn't about me, but I will say this, I was fortunate enough to make the decision every week for the last twenty years of my life to go into a hospital and play music and once in a while record music. And because of that, I, you know, helped develop this program, which is now a dream of mine. And I feel like we've now this community has been created, which is so much bigger than I am. And you know, you're about to meet another member of the of the club, and she's awesome. And I just, I'm just really I'm just along for the ride, you know, and I, I have no complaints about what we're all doing because it's a gift and it's just awesome so
2: well, that was beautifully said and since you mentioned our next artist, let me introduce you guys today to Christina best, who I'm sure she's heard this a billion times has the best last name ever <laughs> so Christina uh. Have you heard that before? I
4: have heard it before. It never gets old, though.
2: No, (laughs) at least it's a good last name. You know, I feel bad for people that don't have the greatest last name and they have to suffer through that. So (laughs) it's it's such a pleasure to meet you. And I really thank you for coming on board to talk to us today. Uh, We want to hear all about your story. And I'm certainly excited to talk about your musical journey. But, you know, introducing you for the first time, let's talk a little bit about how, how you got involved in this program. So how long ago were you diagnosed with cancer? And if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about what you have and, and a little bit about your journey?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I, let's see, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 24 and that was, oh my gosh, what was that? Five years ago. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I was diagnosed. I was a teacher at the time in North Carolina, which is where I'm from. And I just been experiencing some, some symptoms that are usual with breast cancer: lump, discharge. And I knew things weren't right. Went to the doctor. They diagnosed it, um, and was immediately sent like, "Okay, we gotta we gotta treat this immediately." You're young, super young, to have breast cancer. As right. we know, that's typically for older women. Yes. um, Women
2: listen to this. That is a very young age.
4: Yes. And so they wanted to make sure I had all the treatments that I could, Um, from there, you know, I I had radiation I had uh, chemotherapy. I had surgery, well, first surgery. Um, but I had the works. Um, and since then, you know, it's about a year long of treatment, um, all outpatient, Uh, which is nice.
2: That's interesting. So all outpatient,
4: all out, even the surgery, everything was outpatient. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Maybe one night in the
2: hospital and that's it. And then I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's very interesting. Did that make it easier or worse? You know, it's mm, (laughs) probably,
4: it's interesting because my maternal grandmother had breast cancer in her sixties and she was there for like weeks. And so I was like, all right, well, let me prepare. I'm going to be taken care of for weeks at the hospital. But it was more of a like. Yeah, you don't get that. Don't get it. It's all right. We'll do this long surgery. We'll make sure you're good to go home. Here's your instructions. We'll see you next week or in a few weeks, you know. (laughs) So it was very interesting.
2: Yeah. And that's a real powerful process. Who did you have to help you? Did you have someone there to help you through your treatment and your prognosis uh, what's the right word I'm trying to say you tell me
4: prognosis treatment I think it's all correct Yeah. okay <laughs> but through my treatment um yeah my my treatment plan I had my family so I moved back home um my mom and dad took care of me um my sister even stepped in a bit but uh definitely had people to, to take care of me and you know as a 24 year old it's odd to go back home and and have the adult you, your parents take care of you, and you want to be independent. But yeah, you know, you, when you don't have energy, and there you just have a loving uh, caregiver to take care of you, you just let it happen.
2: Absolutely. Oh, it sounds like you're very fortunate to have them around. And are you still going through treatment now, or are you all done?
4: I am done with active treatment, which is what we consider chemotherapy, radiation, surgery. Now I'm just in the kind of more passive treatment. Um, so hormonal therapy, I've been on that since uh, maybe 20, uh, 2017, I've been on hormonal therapy.
2: And is that something that you'll continue? I I do know people that have continued to take that for a very long time. Is that something that you will have to do?
4: Yes. Yeah, so I have taken it, what, it's been four years now, I'm going on five, um, and I can take it for another five years. And Whatever the latest research says, maybe I'll take it longer. Um, but yeah, for right it seems to be very not-
2: effective, mm-hmm. from what I yes. understand. Yeah. Well, gosh, at least you're kind of on the other side of all of this now. That's a yes traumatic experience to be a young adult and to have you were teaching and you had started your new life, and now all of a sudden you've been hit with something that nobody ever expects to get hit with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really rough. So let me ask you: Were you um, were you into music before this all started? How did you get? How how did music come to the forefront for you?
4: Yes, oh, music! I love music. Uh, Kelly knows I listen to a lot of old school music, <laughs> so I listen to a lot of classic uh, R and B soul. Pop, just all of it. Eighties, nineties. It's my jam. Um, but actually, growing up, I was in my church's choir, so I did a lot of singing there. And then when I was in college, I was in an acapella group, so I beatboxed and I was an alto. Um, and so I've always loved music. You know, as a teacher, I got busy teaching and didn't listen to as much music anymore, other sure. than on my drive to work. But I've always loved music. Absolutely,
2: that's really cool. What um what level of grade were you teaching?
4: I taught high schoolers, so I taught ninth, eleventh, and twelfth graders. Wow.
2: Okay. So you're you're a tough chick. Like you (laughs) gotta put up with a lot to be a high school teacher.
4: Put up with (laughs) a lot, yes. But they're great.
2: That's cool. And are you still close to some of the students that you had?
4: Oh, yes. I, I'm from a rural area. So, and I went, I taught at the school I graduated from. So very close with my students. They, I still call them my children, but oh, they're, yeah. adults, they're adults now and I'm no longer teaching. So I have no young students anymore, but yeah, absolutely.
2: Do you think that you will go back and teach at some point or is that, I? I mean, is that a goal that you have or have you decided to do something different?
4: Well, I, I do education consulting now, so I help the teachers and the principals with online education.
2: Oh, that they're um, even more babies than the high schoolers. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not my words.
2: <laughs> no, in my words, we'll just say it. <laughs> no,
4: yes. Yes. But I, I love, I love, I love teaching. I love education. Oh, that's so
3: really very cool.
2: I can tell just from your voice, you, you have such a nurturing voice such a giving voice. So I, I can see that that would be a calling for you. That's really cool. Well, so, okay. So you, you go through treatment, um, you, you know, do what you need to do. How did you hear about the Play It Back music program?
4: Oh, yes. So play it back, um, of course, sponsored by teen cancer America. And I I was connected with teen cancer America, um, actually during my treatment. Um, how
2: did that happen?
4: Yeah. My, at my uh, hospital in North Carolina, um, we had a social worker and she was the program director of the young adult, the AYA
0: program. Mm-hmm.
4: And she connected me with Hillary from uh, teen cancer America. And she was like, Hey, would you like to join a panel and talk about your experience? Um, and so I got connected to Hillary. Hillary is amazing as we all know. <laughs> um, and so me and Hillary hit it off and we just, you know, really connected. Um, and from there we connected on social media and, you know, early on last year, I was like, okay, we're on, we're in a pandemic. We're at home. I need something to do. And I haven't really been nurturing my music as much and like showing people that I like to sing. So I posted, randomly posted a video of me singing and Hillary saw it. And she was like, Hey, I didn't know you could sing. Are you interested in this program? Oh my gosh. And that's how I got connected. It's Hillary is always connecting people, but she saw she saw me singing and she thought I was great. and so she connected me to play it back and Kenley and it's uh, it's been amazing.
2: Wow. well, okay, so Kenley, what was your what was your first meeting like with Christina? What did you think?
3: Well, Christina was one of the first artists that hadn't been in the studio. So Christina's in LA which I know that she's from North Carolina. One, one part of the puzzle that I don't know if I know is what brought you out to L.A., actually. So maybe we can get to that in a minute. But one, you know, I remember um, I met Christina on Zoom during the pandemic, in the early parts of the pandemic. We, I mean... You know, being a musician, I think that most musicians, if they've been doing it long enough, have a lot of love for a lot of different categories. I will say that Christine and I have a lot of love for a lot of the same music, and she turns me on to a lot of new music that I didn't know too. But you know, I love the kind of stuff that she's into. You know, I'm—I feel like she's almost like in a few years after like the stuff that I was really deeply into with like Prince and everything that I learned from Prince, and so she's kind of in like a little bit after that because she's a little younger than I am. But um. And uh, we just, you know, we just, I think we really jive on the kind of music. I think I really get what she's into. You know, one of my jobs as a producer and a songwriter is to really listen to the artist and sort of vibe on, like, what I think they would sound good singing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what I think they would enjoy having, you know, what kind of songs. And so... You know, especially with Christina, who's mostly a vocalist right now. Um, you know, it's my job to give her the that instrumental bed to give her something to inspire her to write over. And so we did a lot of talk about what we were into and what she was into. And so uh, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot of the early stuff, just sort of like vibing on. Hey, what do you think of this chord progression? Well, it's I, I would show her one of the cool things about doing it online is when and Christina's got the unique experience of doing both and starting online, right? But if, whenever she comes here now, I'm usually like, let's get vocals done because you're here because you drove 20, Yeah, so she's 30. coming to your
2: studio now. Right. It's not on Zoom. Right. Got it.
3: Exactly. But, you know, and I, I take advantage of her being in the room with me, you know, and so we are usually recording vocals generally, right? That's like the main priority when she's here. But online, I was able to show her what I do within Logic. I was able to show her what I do within Splice and within sounds.com if we're looking for loops and samples and And so um, that was really fun because she got to see like, oh, this is how it progresses. And I got to sort of monitor her vibe on when I was doing something, if she liked it or not, you know. And then the MO with Christina, and she was almost the blueprint for this, was like, okay, we make kind of what people call a beat, you know, sort of the beginnings of a beat. And then she would take it and she would riff over it. And then we'd listen down. And she was, you know, being a teacher, it's funny because I I think early on I didn't know she was a teacher, but she always, out of everyone, like she's the top of the class at doing her homework. Like she's so good at that. She like, you know, we'll sign on a session and she'll be like, I did four takes in your Dropbox right now or in your (laughs) Google Drive right now or in your email. She would email it to me. And so I would like load them into the session and we would listen down. um, And she would, she's always very experimental, I think, with a lot of her melodic stuff. She really, each take she just goes for it. You know, at first, the first take is like more reserved. The next take goes a little further, goes a little further. So, and I would just pick out stuff that I thought was cool. If she thought it was cool, we'd kind of place it together and we'd mostly start with like a melody. She then would take stuff and she did a lot of lyrics on her own. You know, she's like the, the in charge of lyrics with our stuff mostly, you know, and she has, she's a really good storyteller. She's really good at just digging into like what she wants to say. She's, you know, I mean, you're so young, Christina, as play it back artists go, she's one of the, you know, the older play it back artists, even though she's not old by any means. But um, so I think that the way she expressed herself verbally is very, you know, uh, mature, you know, so that helps with writing lyrics. Um, Yeah. And then we went from there. And so that was kind of the process was like her doing melodic ideas, her doing us putting it together, her doing lyric ideas and then kind of piecing it together. And we actually got songs done that way. It was crazy. You know, she would record vocal takes at her place, send them to me. We'd comp them. I'd be like, we need another version of this. You know, she would go and do it. You know, a pain, pretty painstaking process. Like not what people were kind of babied here when they're in the studio. Cause I'm, I have the microphone. I hit play, I hit record. I do, she did a lot of the grueling, like just record her own vocals and get it right and send it to me. So,
2: Were you nervous about that process since you hadn't done it before? You know, what did you think when this first started? I think there's always the initial, yes, I want to do this. And then once you say yes, then you're like, oh, my God, what did I do now? And now I've got to show up, you know, which is like always the fear. How did you feel about that?
4: Yes, I was very nervous. <laughs> Even, you know, singing, you sing, you're, you know, you're in front of people. But when you're recording, you're like, OK, how does this work? I don't want to mess this up. Like, <laughs> how many takes yeah. am I expected to do? All the things. I hope I make sure the, the BPM is correct. I was nervous. I was truly nervous. Sure. Um, but Kenley made it easy. I just uh, like he said, you know, showing me how logic works. And at the time I didn't have logic. I had um, another program audacity. And so I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna send him these vocals somehow. They're going to work. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> we
4: just made it work. It was flexibility, yeah. which was really nice.
3: Yeah, she's very, very go with the flow about it, you know, and really willing to learn and just to go for it. It was so much fun because I will like I in thinking back, you know, you sort of I'm piecing it together now in my head. She really was the blueprint for the online artist. You know, I I think without me learning with Christina about how we can do this remotely, even though we're just across town, we wouldn't have been able to grow to all the states because she really was the first like from beginning you know, uh, Zoom art artist, playback artists. So, uh, and, and I mean, she spoils me because she does work so hard because she does put herself out on the limb and she does try new things. But um, it really has paid off. I mean, we've done a bunch of songs. She's really grown. I mean, I know we're talking about one song today, but I will say the latest song is kind of blowing my mind. You know, what she inspires in me to do, because I'll then experiment musically and then she does something over the top. It's really fun um, one thing I want to mention in the process, we were lucky enough where I honestly don't know like what kind of gave us the uh, the, the courage to kind of get together outdoors and do a live performance. But at the time, we had an offering from a really um, a really great photographer. Um, her name is Taryn. And she she had done a video for us with, I think it was the first one was Sam Diaz, right? So, But then it was like, well, this was great. Let's ask Christina if she wants to do it. And it was an opportunity for... Christina to come to the backyard at least into outdoors and to perform the song that we had done. So there's also um, that which is Christina performing live. And by the That's way, so
2: cool is that up on the is that up on the website now?
3: Um, you know what? We will make sure it's up on the website. Yeah, we have many videos would be up. Great. And by Wait, the,
2: the way, in everybody, our Instagram.
3: Your... it's I think it's in our Instagram, Instagram feed. Yeah, at Play It Back songs, um, and or at Teen Cancer America. But but we definitely have featured it before and we'll feature it again. But I mean, I, I think that. It was sort of like Christina's one of these people who you know like she said like she hadn't been doing her, her you know singing so much and so she did it online and I I just She really pushes herself, you know. We had a brief talk about it last time she was here, and I usually don't ask people this, but she's more mature, so I just decided to be like, you know, what did you like? If you could tell me, like, what what's one big thing you got from your cancer experience? I mean, I never do that. Like, we always talk music and stuff, or whatever. I mean, I feel I feel very close to all the playback artists, but I think Christina's really mature, and we've had a lot of cool conversations. And so I asked her that, and she could probably answer that you know, to repeat kind of what we talked about, but yeah, I if you feel don't like, mind, yeah. I'd
2: love to hear yeah. that because this is so helpful for everybody else that's listening.
3: Yeah. And I'll just say this before she answers, I'm going to say she lives it. Like I can tell, I see, I mean, I follow her Instagram too. So I see what she does, but she lives the change that she went through with dealing with cancer and she was very young still, but it's definitely changed her and how her choices I could tell. So maybe Christina, you want to speak to that a little bit.
4: Yeah, like, uh, thank you for that, Kenley. Um You know, going through cancer so young and such a considered geriatric cancer, um, it really made me reflect on, you know, what was my behaviors what What was I choosing to do in my life? Um, and while I love teaching and I love my students and I love my community, I could see myself just pushing myself to burnout, being burnt out all the time. Mm. And how does that show up in my body? Um, how do I keep pushing off my, my own self and my priorities, um, for the sake of other people. And I, I'm a, I'm a woman of service and I love to help other people, but I have to, you know, work on myself and make sure I'm okay first. Um, and so my experience with, you know, cancer, it just made me think, okay, what are all the things you, you said you wanted to do? You told your students to follow their dreams. Why aren't you following your own dreams? How can you, Do what you really want to do and reflect that so that they can see you because coming from a rural area, they don't always have that in their face of people making their dreams come true. And so from there, um, wondering how I got to L.A., I said, all right, I'm going to grad school. I love technology. I love education. Let's merge it together. Let's go to grad school in New York from New York. I said, all right, love New York. I'm going to randomly visit L.A. and say, okay, let's just see how L.A. is. Visited L.A., fell in love with Los Angeles because, of of course, the weather and the creative energy and being close to Teen Cancer America, actually, because I wanted to do a lot of advocacy work. Um, And so, you know, just always being cognizant of what choices am I making? How can I show others through my life and, and what I'm choosing to do, the opportunities I'm choosing to take and just being myself and not limiting myself to one dimension of who I am? And how can I show other people? Like you're a full person. You have so many things you love to do, do them. Um, So that's really, just that reflection piece has been just good for me to keep pushing forward um, and taking risks.
2: Well, and that's our show for today, folks. I hope you learned everything you're supposed to learn. I mean, come on. What a beautiful, beautiful soul you are. And um, we talk about this a lot with our episodes, Christina, but, to try and explain to people. Actually, I have chills. Seriously. I'm no joke. Um, first of all, let me just say that the social workers that are working within the hospitals are incredible angels because mm-hmm. time and time again, I hear, Oh, my social worker told me about this program and without it, I wouldn't have known. And they're so great. And so thank you to the social workers, but also, um, We talk about the fact that you don't have to be a professional musician to be a part of this, this network and this, you know, school of learning how to love music, contribute to music, even if you haven't done it before, enjoy it and spread the word. Mm -hmm. So all the things that were given to you, you've done. And the outcome obviously is you're making music and you're making music and you're enjoying it and you're learning So that's, that's really, really cool. And now I should say, why don't we talk about some of your songs? We're going to talk about one of your songs today. What's the name of the song that we're going to be sharing?
4: Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite songs. It's called feels like, um, yes, calls feel like, (laughs) and what is it about? So it's actually about uh, my grandmothers and me growing up. Um, So I grew up in the household with my granny and then my maternal grandmother and then my paternal grandmother was 20 minutes down the street. Mm
3: -hmm. And although
4: our audience can't see this, but there's two photographs behind me of two houses and those are my grandmothers. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And That's
2: that's, so cool.
4: Yes. And that's how much they mean to me. Um, So I'm just uh, my my, uh, paternal grandmother. She passed away in 2019 and I thought about her and like, oh gosh, like things I want to say and just how do you honor your grandmothers? Because for so many people, they're just such important figures um, in their lives. And so Kenley played this song for me and I was like, okay, this makes me think like if it makes me think of my home. (laughs) And so just went away with the lyrics from there.
2: Very, very cool. Well, I think we should listen to a little of it and then we can come back and talk about it. So we'll play just a short snippet of how it got started and then we'll come back and we'll share. Sounds good. It
4: feels like, hmm, I don't know. Hmm. I guess it feels like, I guess it feels like, it feels like morning rice.
2: Grandma's biscuits and mama's kisses. I'm going to say two things. One is that, um, I very rarely, which is kind of strange, I very rarely meet someone who had the type of relationship that you did with your grandmothers. I am that person as well. My entire world evolved around my grandma, both my grandmas, Nanny and Grandma Flo, and my grandpa. This song, I will never forget because the hook is so, it's so easy that it lets the listener soak it in and put it out. Yeah. And I can't wait for them to hear it. So we we only heard the first part. Well, of course, we'll listen to more of it, but... Kelly, you want to talk about this song?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is just like such a great. I feel, I feel similarly. You know, I, I only had one grandma growing up, but you know, this hit me so much when she played it, when she sang it to me the first time. I think she sent me the tracks, and so much of it was so together. I, you know, there's the breakdown you hear later, where there's the, there's a rap happening, which you know, the the thing is that Christina just obviously is so emotionally um, tapped into this subject that she communicates it so well. I'm listening to it and I'm going, man, my music could be better underneath her top line, you know, because I think that the music's cool, but I feel like what she did with the melody and the lyrics was just so universal and so um relatable, you know. It's totally I feel like, real, I, I effortless. Feel like I'm, I feel like I'm there, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm there and and I love it. And we performed this song live and she's just so uh, honest with this song. And it's so, it's also very um vulnerable. You know, I mean, I I could sense her as a kid and she's talking about in the pews and and, you know, it's like it's almost like a mixture of this song of like the vibe, not really how it sounds, but the vibe of like. I wish, like the Stevie Wonder tune, I wish, like there's yeah. that going on and there's just like arrested development like Tennessee vibe going on in I it. I totally too.
2: got that.
3: You know? And then but it's its own thing, but it's got that DNA in it and it just yeah. feels so good to me. Both of those Little Lizzo so
2: too. That beat is super chill and just cool.
3: Well, you know, I I think that it just came together really nicely and and I said this bef- um you know during the break when we were listening this was all done remotely so like I wasn't she produced her own vocal she recorded her own vocal she sat there and she did it on her own which if you do it yourself like if you're experienced at it, fine. But like, if you're not, which she wasn't, like, it's hard. It Even is Just hard. to get the levels right. Like, how do I make sure I'm not ruining it by recording it too loud or too soft? Or we, I think we may have had to cut vocals over again because she had her old mic and it was too soft or it was set differently. And I was like, you know what? Sounds okay, but we could get it to sound better. And yeah. and, and she did all of it. So it just really makes me happy hearing this song. I think that's such a win because I think that you know, people will hear this and just feel really good. Well, I don't want
2: to, yeah, I'm going to stop you because I don't want to get too far ahead because we've got got another opportunity to listen to how the recording process went and then ultimately, obviously the end. But I want to ask you, Christina, how did you feel after you, you know, sent him the vocal tracks and then Kenley put his magic on it and sent some of it back? Were you, what did you think?
4: I loved it. I was so excited. I was so excited to share it with my family, although I was nervous to share it with my family. of course. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm thinking about my grandma and my granny and my grandma just passed away not too long ago. Like, how are they going to feel about it? And um, it just sounded, uh, it just sounded so light and like loving. And like Kevin said, it was vulnerable for me, but it just felt like this just feels good. Like, Yes, you get a little sad thinking about your grandmother, especially if they passed away. But it's also like you're celebrating her and the feeling she left in your heart. And so, you know, I was excited to share with my family and see their thoughts. The first person I sent it to was my cousin, my, mm-hmm. my best cousin. And I just texted her like, hey, I made this song. Can you listen to it? Let me know what you
2: think. Did they know that you were that you had started this program? No,
4: um,
2: they didn't. So how did that happen? Did you say, hey, by the way?
4: Yeah, that's typically what happens. Uh, I start something and then I tell people a little bit a I do that too. like,
2: yeah, I've been doing yeah. this that thing. <laughs> that's very cool. What was their initial response? What
4: I did love, they say? I
3: love that by the way.
4: Uh, she loved it. And she said she cried a little bit, but she was so happy to hear it. And then from there, actually, um, I played I put it on my Facebook when we were mm-hmm. ready to release it. Cause it was part of a fundraiser that we were doing um and so I uh, went the live. What was version, the fundraiser for the for Teen Facebook.
2: Cancer America? okay,
4: yes, yes mm-hmm. for teen Cancer America and play it back and um I put it on my Facebook and I closed <laughs> out the window <laughs> I, I i was like i i just I don't want to see what people say again, I'm an artist yeah. and I'm sensitive about my stuff, and I was like, all right, but you know, when I came back, the rest of my cousins and my aunts and my, my dad commented and they were just in love with it. And they said things that just really resonated that I know my, they used words oh my, my gosh. grandmother okay. would say. Don't say, say
2: any more about this. that because I want those words at the very end. That's going to be the payoff right there. Well, now would be a good time to take a little commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce Christina's cousin, Chloe. Chloe will provide some insights about Christina's cancer diagnosis and her music. We will be right back. And we're back. Hi, Chloe. Hi. I'd like to start just by asking, you know, when, when Christina was first diagnosed, how did that hit you guys in your family?
0: Yeah. So I, I remember her, you know, sending me a text. So I feel like she was a little bit afraid to tell me because prior to her um, getting the news, I actually lost my dad to cancer. Um, So she was a little bit hesitant to to let me know, but I was so glad that she, you know, told me so I could be there to support her.
2: I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. And then obviously again with your cousin, that's so hard. Well, we're going to talk about the song Christina wrote about your shared grandmothers. But first, what did you think about the program?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, she told me, but she didn't really say that she was making a song. So (laughs) I'm just, I was just so excited to hear it. And she kind of just dropped it in a text to me and told me to listen to it. And it was just, it was just so special. I'm so glad she made it.
2: Well, it sounds to me like you guys had some incredible grandmothers. Yeah that's really cool. So she drops this, I'm going to do this most music program, which she's never really been involved in at all. Um, did you hear variations of this song during the process or did you hear the end result?
0: Um, I believe that I, I did hear a, a little bit of it before the end results, which I it just, I was just really excited for her. Um, yeah. that she was really tapping into her creativity and she loves to sing. So I was just really got, glad that she was able to, you know, make a complete song. And, and she's a
2: total wordsmith. Yes. <laughs> I, I've, we've heard variations of how the how the words came out, the lyrics came out. And honestly, all of them are super fun. But it's such a catchy tune and so easy to remember. And we, we just love it. We think it's, you know, it's, maybe it's going to be a hit. Who knows? But yeah, yeah that's really cool. And did you, did you talk to your other family members about the song as well?
0: Yeah, so my mom, she sings as well, and she encourages Christina to pursue it. So, of course, she was really excited, and I don't know, it just brings a smile to our face every time we hear it. It just, you know, makes it warm. I don't know how to really describe it, but it's really a good feeling um, just hearing Christina sing and, you know, pursue that.
2: Yeah. Has she brought any other songs to you yet?
0: Not yet. So I feel like there's a few in the work somewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I want to go back a little bit too, because something that I noticed that I find very interesting is obviously your cousins, but you're both into the education field.
0: Yeah. yeah Had a, you guys always bit.
2: talked about that? Or was that something that just coincidentally happened?
0: Um, I, I can say since I'm the younger cousin, maybe she inspired me a little bit. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Well, I have one
2: last question. Now that you know about the program, do you have specific thoughts about it? And obviously, would you recommend it to somebody else that's going through this as well?
0: Yeah, of course. I think it's a really great program. Um, I think during the time when someone's going through so much, it's great to have another avenue to, you know, show some creativity or just like an outlet. Um, so I would definitely recommend this to others
2: great well i appreciate you coming on i know it was a brief visit but thank you for spending some time with us thank you for being such an incredible support system um, for christina and maybe we'll talk to you again once she releases another song
0: i hope so thanks for having me
2: thank you so much it was so nice speaking with her but now i want to jump right back into the song process so you guys started the song you sent the vocals kenley put his magic touch on it he sent it back to you you were like oh this is a real thing this is really happening what did you have to do next what was the next step did you have to write more lyrics or how did the middle go
3: this was one of those ones that was like i'm going to look at the session for a session because for a second because i think that it was pretty fully formed but as i'm looking at it you know, we have a lot of grayed out vocals, right? So sometimes what will happen is, and we'll play, maybe we'll play some of those, but like, you know, she just did a bunch. Oh boy, here, I'm looking at the vocal scratch bus. Oh yeah, we have a lot. She did a lot of like experimenting with this one. So I think a lot of it was just like-
2: That's hard work and determination.
3: Yeah, you know, and and, and I think that there were- you know, melodic ideas, um, especially for the verses that then she put lyrics to. Like, that's one of the things I think she just hunkered down and did that on, with you know, as her homework, so to speak. But um, I will say this one came together pretty quickly. You know what I mean? This came together. This one felt really right really soon. She might have done a few different versions of the rap, which maybe we could do now. I mm-hmm. mean, it's sort of like a half rap kind of thing, but to me... Yeah, it's, that'd I be can, great. You know, it's, it's... it
2: normally doesn't... it. Just so you know, Christina. I mean, you may think you're a pro, but normally things don't come out that fast. <laughs> you just happen to have some sort of technique that's. She
3: she was inspired. You know, I, I you know I'll open the curtain for a second. I mean, we've done other songs where she has gone off and done. 10, 15 melodic improvising tracks mm-hmm. where maybe we were like, you know, oh, those two bars are cool. You know what I mean? Not to say that it wasn't good, but like we know when we hit something that's like a little yeah. bit, oh, wow, you know. It's cold. And not being in the same room, we don't have that real time kind of like, what did you just do moment? We can't do that. So she's doing all that stuff and then we get online and we listened through and i gotta say like it's not the same process as just riffing together it's mm-hmm. a little more challenging you know sure. but we both kind of went through it together we both learned together because we hadn't really done this before and she is so patient you know what i mean she's so I can patient tell.
2: well again yeah. she you know yeah you you've got to be a special person to have patience to deal not only with high schoolers but uh the district and uh all all of that craziness so i I can yeah. obviously tell that you have patience, but that patience sometimes isn't part of the songwriting process. In fact, right. to be quite honest, usually it's the opposite, at least for me, you know, I I get very frustrated when things don't go right or, you know, letting the process just unfold the way that it's supposed to. So you were kind of already a- ahead of the game because you were willing to talk to yourself and let the process kind of unfold. And that, that takes a very mature person. I know we've said that before, but it really does. Yeah. Actually, and even with adults, let me just say that they're not always mature. So right. you're a special, you're a special person.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So we were in such special circumstances too. You know, it was a really, I mean, it's felt a little pioneering, you know, I'm really glad that she, Um, engaged in this process because for me thinking back on it now Christina like your engagement in this made me realize it was possible to reach out through the internet to people to create with them and you did spoil me a little bit by doing all the hard work, you know. But at the same time, like, once I realized that, yes, we can do this, I was able to then convince other people, yes, we know how to do this. We can do this, you know. So you helped me figure that out, and then we we did it. And, I mean, and it's come into different forms. But that whole, you know, that bl- blueprint of sit with me while we talk about music, watch me, help me make a beat, some music for you to sing over – And then, you know, and then take it home and just kind of, you know, let your eyes roll in the back of your head and record whatever comes out of your mouth. And then we'll, we'll sort through it. I mean, that's been a really cool thing. And, and a lot of people have done, use that blueprint through what you did. So, I mean, I think we did some of that with JC, but JC started off coming here. So he was a little bit used to that. So you're the one who purely did it online. So I, I have to thank you and commend you, you know, and, and also, you know, this is just one of those songs that, Because you're talking about the subject that's so close to your heart and so close to so many of our hearts, it just, it's a win, man. I mean, like, it's not about how
2: relatable.
3: Yeah. It's about how you're making other people feel. And I mean, you know, like I didn't have your grandmas and like, they didn't make, you know, you talk about, I think you talk about biscuits and all that. Like my grandma was a a Jewish grandma who made like matzo balls, but to me the same thing, you know, it's like biscuits. I substitute matzo balls and I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? (laughs) So
2: yeah, it is totally relatable. Hey, do you want to play some of the rap outtakes? Is that cool to do now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you cool with that, Christina?
4: I am absolutely cool with that. Awesome. Okay. All right.
2: Thinking back to
4: the times growing up was so simple. Cousins all grown. I cleared up all the pimples. Some of us even got children. We at the family reunion getting loose now, laughing and cutting up. Couple car games with burgers on the grills. Got the uncles catching up. Auntie with the good gossip, man. You can't stop us. Grandma wish you were here. But it still feels like it feels like your good food, your good love. Your greeting with a big old warm hug. Cause it feels like, it feels like, it
3: feels like... This might have been one of the versions that... I sort of recalled for like a quality control recall, like oh, I think maybe you should record it with like a blanket over your head or something because yeah. we're hear- we're hearing too much room or something. Like you it, her should performance- bring that
2: up because remember that was JC's experience too, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Her performance was actually solid there. But sometimes it's just like, oh, man, you know, and our engineer, Jerry, who does who does this podcast with us knows about, you know, man, I just want to make sure we, we get it, you know, recorded properly so people can really feel what you're saying. And so that might have been just like one of those times where it's like, it's cool, but it doesn't sound like I don't know if I can make it sound like a record. We might need you to get less room sound in the, you know, in the recording and just for her to learn like what room sound is. Right. Yeah. You know. Like I'll give the audience an example. So if I turn up my microphone and I, I go like this, I don't know if it's going to work, but you'll hear a little of the room. And if you, the more that you have in a recording, then the, the, the more you kind of process it, that will come through and it won't sound as tight and as intimate. So
2: it, it won't sound like you're in your bathroom with the echo and,
3: <laughs> no, no, you know, <laughs> no. none of that it won't let it won't. There's a there's a way to get that emotion, you know, to translate that emotion. And some of that is just having the vocal right in your face. You know, it depends on the song. But with a thing like this, I, I want to hear the vocal really intimately.
4: Yeah, like, I'll just add just learning. That was the big painstaking part because I am very patient, but as Kenley knows, sometimes when I was doing those recordings and then it wouldn't come out, white, right? And I'm like, I got to do this again. How many times do I have to do this? I want this to sound good. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. So that was something I learned and just adding a bit more patience. And like, yeah. I moved twice while working with wow. Kenley. So mm-hmm. always having a different room, Like, okay, this isn't going to work. Let's find a different room in my new apartment <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you really have have taken a journey, literally speaking. Yeah, it's so interesting, and I I love the fact that um, I don't want to say you because I don't really know everything about you, but I love the fact that you didn't settle.
3: Mm.
2: And that's that's really something to me. You you try different things. You've tried different places. I mean you were hit really hard with something major. And that's the time when you were like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move here and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Where I can't tell you how many people I know that have suffered with cancer really just curled up in a ball and and didn't take on the challenge of living a b- better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's so apparent to me with what we've learned in this short amount of time being on this zoom session. It's really, it's really cool. You're a very cool person. And, and I love, I love that you take chances and you do 25 different takes of a rap and one of them sticks and, um, that you've created music. So you guys have created quite a few songs now, right?
3: Oh yeah. 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 And, um, you know, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on. The first thing that came to mind was, you know, noticing what her Instagram handle is, Best Be Truthful. You know, wow. just reading that to me, because when I first started following her, what's your Instagram? And I was like, that's so, that's so awesome. You know, that really does, I feels very much like Christina, you know, Best Be Truthful. And I think that that comes across in her songs. You know, and and I love that. You know, I maybe it's. I mean, it's obviously a testament to her as a person. I think you have to be that as an artist. But I think it's also the kind of music that she's into. You know, the timing. You know, I mean, I think that the '90s and those kind of times, we were more able to be less fluffy and more like real, which was awesome. I missed that about that time. Um, and then also just like, I remember when she came into the studio finally you know, like she glanced in when she was here to do the outside performance when she came in to record. And I felt so good because she had really earned like that spot at the mic to have me do the the, the annoying stuff for her, the stuff that I'm good at, you know, just like, okay, go. And I'm navigating logic and I'm hitting record and I'm saying, let's do it like this. Let's do it like I'm producing her vocal. She got to be the diva that she deserves to be, you know, which I really appreciate because she a lot of people just get pampered into it. I mean, granted, like a lot, you know, everyone who comes through the door with Play It Back has been through hell and back, I realize. But, and, and so to be pampered right away is nice. But but Christina really did like do the hard work on her own before she got behind the the real big mic in the studio and had me do the work for it. And I remember how good she felt being like, this is awesome, this sounds awesome, you know? And it was so rewarding for both of us to to get to that place. It was a progression.
2: Yeah, that is that is so cool. I'm going to say something to you, Kenley, because I talk a lot about you behind your back and I want to say yeah. something directly to you. Um, <laughs> this wouldn't be possible if you weren't the type of person that you are you you they couldn't have found a better person for the job than you you are so giving and you connect with these kids and these young adults in such a way that not everybody can do it also takes a very very special patient person to want to guide somebody and you're very talented at doing that so i want to i want to acknowledge that you know people need to know this guy is real and he does incredible work and i hope that every time we do these shows that there's more signups uh, because everybody should experience this. So anyways, now I've told it to your face. Well,
3: thank you. You know, <laughs> But it's really I, true. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, I, I'll say music. I think if you're a musician, I think we could all attest, or, or even if you don't call yourself a musician, if you love music and you make music, you sing, whatever the title is, whatever the label is. I mean, it it saves our lives that's how i feel about it you know it saved my life as a teenager i had health struggles as a teenager and as an adult and music saved me and i use i am I use music to help save us all you know to heal us to make us feel good to make us you know it really is magic, so that's where I'm yeah,
2: at. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I think we're kind of getting towards the the spot where we're going to listen towards the end of this incredible song, and have our takeaway feelings about it. So let's play the last clip and groove on, and we'll be right back.
3: It feels like-
2: and we are back. So, how many of you listening out there already have this song memorized by heart because at least I could sing it to somebody else already. That's how much of a hook it is. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so good. Oh, it's so good. Grandma's biscuits in the <laughs> kitchen. Like I'm there. I'm yeah. so there with you.
3: Yeah.
2: So, what did you think once it was all done? I mean, obviously, I know you we've already talked about that you shared it with, with your family and friends, but I want to go just before you did that. What did you think? I
4: loved it. I just kept playing it over and over and over and over. I played it in my car. I played it with my headphones on. I played it out loud in my home. It just felt so good. It, uh, I had to, to honor my grandmothers and just be able to sit with the words and like see the visuals in my mind. Like, oh, I can see myself as a little girl just hugging and loving on her grandmothers and being loved. And so, I was so excited and just was thankful for Kenley because it was like, this is such a cool moment to be able to do this. It was absolutely cool moment.
2: Wow. And have you had a chance to meet some of the other playback artists now? I know that you did a live performance, but who else have you met and have you worked with anybody else yet? I have met
4: folks virtually. Um, I'm trying to think, have I met in person? Kenley, I'm trying to remember now. I don't
3: think so i don't i don't think so no i think it's all because we might see
4: each other in passing but i haven't seen each other in passing yet if we go into the studio um but virtually (laughs) of course uh we have our music mondays where as a group we meet together and It's such a supportive group, and you know, as Kenley has mentioned, there's an age range of us. And even though I am one of the older members, it's it's so easy for me to connect with the teenagers and just listen to them. And I'm inspired by them because I just know when I was a teenager, I'm like, I could not. I played the trumpet. That's about it. Like, (laughs) but they're
2: well. That's about it. Trumpet
4: (laughs) is quite difficult. It is. Let let me not downplay
2: it. No. I tried it once. My grandfather, whom I never wow. met, was a trumpet player. And I thought, this is going to be for me. Yeah. Nobody wanted to listen to it, including myself. Well, nobody <laughs> wants to listen to me now. But I,
4: they, I was in the band in high school and it was it was amazing. But I'm inspired by, you know, all the artists and hearing the type of music they always. You know, Kenley says I introduce him to new music, but they're always introducing me to new music. Um, country, pop, rock, old rock, rock, new rock. And even though I know a lot about different genres and I love all types of music, they're always teaching me something new. And so I've loved getting to know the other artists. Um, we follow each other, we chat, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very communal and supportive and nice to be surrounded by people who have shared experiences and love music.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, this is a question I haven't asked you before, Kenley, and you brought up Music Mondays, which I do know about. How does that work? So everybody, it's like a big, massive Zoom call?
3: Yeah, it's a big Zoom call, and then we we started it off kind of like doing some creative exercises sometimes which we, we still do all this or we'll share someone's music so like I'm sure we shared Christina's music one night we talked about the song we played it for everyone we got into the details of what she did and how we did it together um, but then also we've done um, having you know celebrity guests come in like Benny Blanco and Lil Dicky and Andy Grammer and uh, Lauren Christie who's a great songwriter Billy Steinberg who's a legendary songwriter uh, coming in and just dropping wisdom um, and and so that, that's that been really great to in, infuse that as well. But I think the biggest part of it is the community. It's mm-hmm. bigger than all of us, you know. And, um, you know, I lead the sessions in a way, but, you know, it's a group and it's everyone's got their role and their part. And, you know, some people can't make it some weeks, but, you know, generally we always have a group of, you know, 6, 10, 12, 15 people come on and... Um, And then we did kind of like a um, introduction to some people on the outside to kind of peer into what we did. And we brought in Benny and Tom Pullman, who's the uh, Senior Vice President of Programming at iHeart, who's a very good friend of mine. And And he's just, you know, dropped so much wisdom about music in the business side of it. And it's really great. So it's like... You know, there's perks. There are perks to being in Play It Back. I mean, straight because I've been in music so long. I have lots of friends who've done lots of cool things and no one seems to say no to us. You know, as far as lending their time, you know, we don't ask that much of people in the industry. We just an hour of their time and answer some questions. And it's like, you know, we've had some really wonderful experiences that way.
2: Yeah. You know? Wow. Well, I guess the takeaway for me, Christina, would be how has this program affected you? What has it oh, done gosh. for you?
4: It, it's given me an outlet and one that's more personalized to me, versus, you know, I can sing other people's songs and enjoy it and have fun. But to really get my own thoughts out and feelings um, has been phenomenal. Um, and to just share it with other people and share it with my community and like Kenley said, the 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 different events that we're invited to partake in, the the artists and the industry people that come into the program to Music Mondays and talks to us. And sometimes they say things that we kind of have in the back of our minds, but we don't really believe when it comes out of our own words. But when somebody else comes in with that experience mm-hmm. and that history and that, you know, just just affirmation into what we're doing and what we can do um, It's been amazing. So I've been feeling great. This has been something that I always look forward to. Sometimes I can't make it, but when I can't make it, I'm always having fun and just enjoying being surrounded by it.
2: Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm really happy that you said that. And, you know, as I mentioned, this show is really about highlighting you as an artist and the other playback artists, but also shining a light that these are opportunities that anyone in the program can certainly take advantage of and learn from and learn from their peers and from, you know, the family that's built around this organization. So I really appreciate you saying that. The last thing that I always like to ask our guests is if you have words of wisdom or advice for somebody that's just been diagnosed and going through their own cancer journey, any words of wisdom Mm. for them?
4: I think my words of wisdom is to, to find an outlet, um, you know, an outlet that works for you, whether it's only you see it or maybe you show it off to people, you know, maybe you put it online. For me, it was initially a blog. Now it's music, but find an outlet that helps you express how you're feeling and try not to hold it on in. Cause that's a lot of pressure and a lot of emotions and it's just good to release. Um, so whatever that outlet is, find it. And when you can do it, you may not always feel like it, but when you can, just work on it and and put your feelings and emotions out there.
2: Oh, that's wonderful.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. Last question: What's next for you?
4: Oh my goodness, what's next for me? Uh, <laughs> so I am, you know, continue to make music. I would love to release my music and put it out there on Spotify. I would love to perform live more frequently. Um, I do a lot of artistry and creative work, whether it's singing, acting, and then my education, I'm still in that with consulting. So there's lots, lots that I do and lots I'm looking forward to. So just living, just living life and seeing where it takes me.
2: Well, there's nothing to add after that. Living life is amazing. Thank you so much for giving your time to us today to share your story and also just to be as open as you you are and you were, it really means a lot. I think you're super talented. I really look forward to hearing the rest of these tunes. This one's got to get out of my head. I don't know how. So we'll wait for the next release. And uh, everybody, you know, please make sure that you go up to teencanceramerica.org, that you go to her particular page. You can see a little bit of information about you. And whenever you have a release, it'll be up there too. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Erin. Okay, we have an exclusive for you. Please go to our website, teencanceramerica.org, go to the Play It Back program and you can listen to the full song of Feels Like and learn much more about Teen Cancer America and this exceptional program. Also, this is a call out to you. If you are interested in contributing to our Play It Back program, maybe you're a musician, a singer, a mixer, drop us a note through the website and let us know. We would love to hear from you. Last but not least, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing our stories. Next week, I'll be back with another incredible Play It Back artist. Stay tuned.
1: The Real Me is presented by Teen Cancer America and produced by Pantheon Podcasts, Hosted by Erin Alden, produced by Christian Swain and Erin Alden. All music performed by the Play It Back music players led by Kenley Mattis. Sound design by Jerry Danielson. And please, visit teencanceramerica.org to listen to today's full song and to find out more information on these amazing young people. And if you can, please donate. Even the price of a cup of coffee would greatly be appreciated by us. And anything you can do to help these young people will be richly rewarded, I'm sure.